In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form or void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Welcome everybody to the third episode, but it's technically the eighth episode, but don't worry about that, of Theology on God. We are today going to be talking about creation. I brought a special guest to join me. He is a veritable expert on creation. He, he knows so much on it, it's crazy. I'm just kidding, he actually just knows a bit more about it than I do because I didn't study it as much. So anyway, yeah, so today we're going to be doing a, little, a bit of a dive into creation and we're going to be extrapolating no that's the wrong word we're going to be extricating no that's also the wrong word uh, we're going to be expositing this one and possibly two but probably just one there's gonna be, we're gonna be a lot of that yeah lot of there's, there's gonna be a lot of passages going on so we're just gonna get into a lot of the details and talk about the interesting stuff all right so welcome back everybody we also just launched a new twitter page that's run by one of our friends and just if you guys want to go check that out i'm going to put the link in the description but just like you know, get us out there and put the announcements and stuff. All right, cool. We'll just get right into it. All right. Was there anything that stood out to you in Genesis 1 when I first read it? Is there any, like, details, interesting details that we can talk about that you found interesting? I guess one of my favorite parts about this passage is the detail and the personal, the personal in this. It's, it's, a, it's a very detailed account. It, the, God of the universe wanted to explain how he created to us. Right. And he he told us how he did. Yeah. Which means we don't have to guess. We don't have to speculate about how it happened. He told us how it happened. Right. And if we can just have the humility to it's actually it's a very it's very it's very detailed. I mean Yeah. It's he co- it covers all the bases. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. It set the foundation of our of our week, the seven days, and the seventh day of resting also ties into the Sabbath for the Jews later. Uh, that ties into Exodus, where yeah. it's, as God created in six days and then rested on the seventh, you will work six days and on the seventh you will rest. Paraphrasing, also, but that's right. Exodus. That's Exodus twenty. Is also very like straightforward. It's not like mm-hmm. it has a bunch of hidden messages or hypothetical days, which we'll talk about later, and all of that. It's very straightforward. It's like there's evening and there's morning, you know, the first day, and it's very straightforward. Like it just tells you what's going on and what happened. Does that mean yeah. there's no mysteries about it? No, but it means that it's very straightforward. It's being very just. This is what happened. You know what I mean? It's it's not like Daniel or Revelation, or where you kind of like as far uh-huh. as you be like. Hmm. Like, what does that <laughs> let's mean? Figure this out. Exactly. But yeah. Thankfully, so a lot clearer. Thankfully, he did not write the Christian account like that. Yeah. I can be very grateful about that. 
Yeah, and I guess the reason being because the further in the future it is, the harder to describe in mm-hmm. the current terms, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, it's it's very straightforward though. It's just very to the point. Just this is what happened. This is what he made. This is what they were. Yeah. So is creation an essential doctrine? Like in your opinion, what what would you say? I would say, I would say it is maybe not an essential, as in you can't be saved without it. I would say it is important, as in maybe just on the essentials. Essentials being the person of Christ, the work of mm. Christ, the Trinity, yeah. and like maybe salvation. I mean, just 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 pr- like really core stuff that you have to have the understanding, which is the gospel. You have to have that understanding correct. Right. Now, important doctrines, they can warp your view of the gospel. Right. But you could be saved without them. Right, right, right. It's it's one of those things where it's like you could be saved, but it's good, but it's probably going to mess up your view. Mm-hmm, but definitely. you could be saved out of it. Right. So it, it's it's one of those things where it's because it ties into to sin and Christ. I mean, the first prophecies about Christ are in Genesis three. So you have mm-hmm. right, right, right. You have the Christian account, Genesis right. three, the fall. So sin enters the world. There's right. the corruption of man. And then you have the first prophecies of the seed, right. uh, crushing the head of the serpent, the seed of yeah. the woman. You have the start of the uh, seed war. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which, which you have all through the Bible. I mean, yeah. So it, it's 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 the beginning. It's Genesis means beginnings. Yeah. So it is it is like your birth it is the genesis of you. So this is the birth of the world when all physical creation came to being, and possibly spiritual. But we'll, we'll get into that. We'll like, get into how that. that works later. But yep. It, at least in the Bible, it tells us about this, 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 the, the physical genesis of man and of all things. Yeah. Um, and I think a banger right off the bat is the first four words. Read up. Read up. All right. In the beginning, God. Boom. Just think of it. It's his story. His, history. It's his story. It doesn't start with man. Man doesn't come for another. Exactly. Like, in the beginning, like, God. I mean? Exactly. It's, dude, it's. It's just right off the bat. Yeah. He is the most important. He is the main character in this book. We often lose our way and like, oh, this person did that and that person did this. But over it all, the, the sovereign hand working his will through through history, yeah, through the scriptures, yeah, yeah, God, it's all about him. It all points to him, past, present, future. I heard uh, one person use that as a uh, a proof against uh, atheism and how people say the Bible is false. If the Bible was false, wouldn't the Bible be a lot more man-centered? As in, like, why would the Bible have stories like Jonah in it and stuff where it's like portrays man in such a bad light and that kind of stuff? Because man isn't the main character of the story; it's it's God. You know what I mean? Wait, well, yeah, I I don't think it's exactly that. I think I think the reason that this couldn't be a made-up religion. It's so crazy. It, it's, who wouldn't make up this story? Have it sit, have pe- 40 people over 1,500 years, right? 66 books that are cohesive, tie together, yeah. tell a coherent, beautiful story that no human mind could have thunk up. Thunk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I, I mean, totally agree. Dude, it's, it, it's, it's almost insane to believe. You know, when you read a story like this, it's this guy is either the most genius person ever or Scott. And we don't know a genius that smart. Not even old authors like 
C.S. Lewis or Charles Dickens, J.R. Tolkien, like these these amazing writers who just scholars will study so many works have been done extrapolating on their work. That doesn't even come close to the authorship and depth of the scriptures. People have been studying this book for like 4,000 years, different parts of it. The, the completion of it about 2,000 years ago. So the whole thing says 2,000 years ago, the majority of it started to be studied three to 4,000 years. That is insane. That's crazy. Like, like, dude, just, and it hasn't, we haven't run out of depth. Like, piles upon piles. As it says in at the end of John, it's not no amount of scrolls or paper in this world could contain the character and worth. It's it, the, the story. There's so much in here. That can, oh, yeah. How many sermons have there been just on this one passage? The first couple of verses. It's, I don't think enough, in my opinion. Even though there's been exactly. so many. There's not but been there enough. is a lot. Yeah. Like Steve Lawson has a fire one on that. I highly, highly recommend. I just listened I just listened through his Genesis sermon series. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it, it did. It is. So it helped me see Genesis in a whole new light. Oh, wow. It, again, it's just the, the depth that is in some of these passages yeah. that are easy to overlook in just your day-to-day reading. Like just the beginning. Most people just read in the beginning. God created heaven. Just, just you know. Yeah. I've read this a thousand times, memorized it when I was four, you know. Right, right. The banger of passage coming out in the beginning. God, he's the first. He's the yeah. last. It's yeah. all about him. And then he was there before the earth. Verse two. The earth is out born a boy. And then you have you have the second I mean the third person of the Trinity in the second verse. Yeah. You have in the beginning God, that's all of them, the Trinity, God, the Spirit in verse two. Mm-hmm. And then you have throughout this passage, you have God the Father speaking and working through the Son, because it's the if you read the first chapter of John. Yeah, we know from John. You have you, all things were created through him and without him nothing was made that was made exactly so you have god the father right working through god the son right right who is using the power of the holy spirit right all three creating exactly yeah it's just so instantly trinity it, confirmed it, moment it's i mean exactly <laughs> i mean if you look when they're creating man let us make man in our image three multiple gods it's one god three persons our world it's like people who say it, it's just like oh, it's that doesn't make any sense. It's like well, it's in there, so it don't have to make no sense. He said it happened. We're yeah. finite, break. It's like, I mean, second verse you have another person, so it's not like there's multiple gods. It's the spirit of God. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the the spirit of God is another person of the Trinity, right. not not some not the spirit like God has a body and a spirit and he just kick a spirit out or something it's the spirit of god is a separate entity from god yep. the father so it's it's well separate person not entity well that's what i mean that's what i mean it's, <laughs> you gotta like you gotta it, watch the language when you talk about the trinity it does it'll tell you i mean i mean a separate as in separate as in distinct person but yeah. they're united in will yeah and that's how it's one god so just think about it like this trinity okay three persons so yeah three persons yeah united in one will yeah the reason we could not do that as humans. We all have simple, corrupt wills that want to do whatever we want. That's why we have to come under the subjection of the will of God, mm-hmm. and we can become more Christ-like and become 
one body. We start becoming closer as one body. You see, because the uniting of wills. Yeah, and nice. we won't ever come to the point that the Trinity is right. But the Trinity is one, one God, one will acts right. as one, but in three parts. It's just right. I'm just saying because like people <laughs> mess up so much when they talk about the Trinity is like with all their different illustrations. Like people, oh, I know like, I've done oh, when I'm talking to you. <laughs> like the egg or like the water and that kind of stuff. You know, oh, what I'm dude, those, those those are the worst. Those are I know. Those. That's what I'm saying. Don't try they? to attach it to physical things. It's a metaphysical with wills and spirit. Like it's not. Don't yeah. try to exactly. physicalize I'm, it. I'm, I'm saying those are crazy. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So creation is not an essential doctrine, but it's well, like it's very second important. importance. Like it's so important. If you get it's, creation wrong, you, you're going to like fall into all the different wrong categories. Yeah. Like if you start believing in quote unquote, when they say believing the science, it's not that it contradicts science, but believing the mainstream science of what all the evolutionists say, how the earth is millions of years old. They'll bring up all their evidence. Of like, it's assumptions. All, it's, 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 it's crap. Right. Which we're going to talk about it like later, but suffice it to say if you get creation wrong you know you're gonna get a lot of other things wrong down the road and i heard yeah. one person say that we focus so much on the end times when we and then neglect the like the just as important if not more important foundation of the end times you can't even have the end times without the creation story you know what i'm saying they neglect genesis but they're like yeah. let's just let's just t talk about revelation it's like no it's just as important if not more you know what I mean? Yeah, there's some people who focus so much on they'll, they'll split churches over the end time stuff, but then now they won't even ask about, hey, do you actually believe what God said about how He created the earth? Yeah, like something that has happened, and we're not making assumptions about. Like that's right. all we can do with Revelation is we can look at it, make our guesses. I know me and you even have differs on that, right. but to us, that isn't that important. Yeah, it's not even a secondary; it's a tertiary issue. Just it's a, it's it's we can be united under one body. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it, it is essential. I, I, it's not, well, not essential. It, it isn't very important. I would don't know. I don't think I'd be able to be in a church with like a pastor or elders that believed in an old earth creation. I just, I think it's too important for that. Like it's not essential, but it feels really essential. <laughs> what are some interesting points in the Christian story that we went over in Genesis one? Some of the really interesting ones I saw, I just wanted to throw out some and see what your thoughts. Okay, yeah. so when God creates day and night, they are capitalized as proper nouns. I just Correct. thought that was interesting. Okay, mm -hmm. we can talk about that if there's anything interesting there, because I, I I think that's really interesting. Is there any thoughts on that? Is that just is that just is that just is that not big of a deal? Because like that's a little interesting in my opinion. Well, it's because he's naming them. Okay, so okay. names was... it's a it's proper naming because if you look down later in that verse. It says first day, yeah, not yeah, capitalized because yeah. it's using as a noun as in this is thing is called the day because right. he's already given it that name. So it's it's as in if you are the first time naming a book, you're like, this is called book. But then after that, you're it's a book. It's just another book. Right. You know, I, it's I not specified. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I see that. And I wish I could make it of more importance, but it, it's really not more than just I did it's he's naming the things for the first time. It is interesting. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. that's now, not really. If you want, I lean more into the light and darkness part because the stars haven't been created. So it's like, yeah. The day and night for me, it's, that just affirms about six day creation, day and night. It's, it's pretty right. clear. Like, 
It's oh, not yeah. millions and millions of years. Right, definitely. For, for me, it's the light and darkness of God creating the light coming from things, whether it's it could be angelic beings. I don't know. We'll get into that. But I think it's that could be. But I think something I believe it's talking about is the light created in this universe that's in consolidated on day four to be coming from stars and oh. other celestial bodies. Do you mean like God creating the earth as a mature state, which is why evolutionists are like, oh, but this this light would have taken millions of years to get here, but God created a, a mature universe just like he created a mature Adam and Eve. Is that what you kind mean, of? Like? But, but also think about this. So there was a there was a, there was a sphere of, in the void, and so so already there because he's hovering over the face of the water. So it's this he he's already before Genesis one created. We don't know when he's created a ball covered in water, just in the void. Space space time had none of that around. He's just created this covered in water. Day one, he creates light. So now there's there's light around, and then mm-hmm. again. Day two, he then takes that he takes that water and he separates it. The water he's already got on there. Okay, so it's not like he's creating water on day two. He's separating the water. Which that conversation is really interesting too. He's like creating. He creates. It also says he he he's separating the heavens. So is he creating a heaven on that time? Again, well, we don't know about that. What we do know is he's separating the expanses. So atmosphere. First and second he- First and second heavens are created on that day. Third heavens, we don't know. It's kind of the same thing where. Or where angels created on like day one, or they created with heavens in day three. I do think uh, in the water area, I think it's really interesting that it says he separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse, and you saying waters twice. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. And I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, that's like the sky," but I'm like, the sky isn't water. So, do you know what I'm saying? So, what do you, what does that mean? What do you, what do you think? What do you think he's talking about? Uh, well, I just I think it's talk it's i think it's still talking about separating the atmosphere because uh, the earth has a uh, like we all know it's an atmosphere it protects us from the sun so he put that there before he put in the sun to protect us from something he knew would be shooting rays at us so it's that free thought but the he's he's separating so he's got you have the oceans it was just a ball of water you have the oceans and he's separating the waters as in what are clouds made of? Water. There you go. I do think it's really interesting, though, the way it's said. And I also want to bring up, I'm not saying we're not doing this, but a lot of people like to take parts of the Bible literally, and then other parts where it's meant to be literal, and pe- people will be like, oh, well, you know, hypothetically. And you know what I mean? Because uh, that can happen sometimes. I'm just saying it, it can happen sometimes, where people will take some things. Like, it's really about how far do we take the literacy of the Bible. Not, not how... Which parts of the Bible do we take as full, fully like literal? Because there's other parts where it's like prophecy or poetry, yeah. etc. Right? But yeah. So if God says, you know, separating the waters from the waters, does He mean mm-hmm. waters from waters, or does He mean atmosphere from you know the 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 ball of water that He made? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think that's well, a really interesting topic, just because. We take everything else literally. And so if it says something weird in the creation story that everyone's like, oh, no, that can't be true. Even if it's not like not the basic stuff, obviously, but the other stuff, it's like we're, we take everything else literally here. So shouldn't we take that literally? I don't know. What do you think? Oh, yeah, totally. The whole the whole Genesis, the, how Genesis is structured is as a historical passage. The first five books, they're all historical. Right. The mm-hmm. So I, I, I really hate it when people take like the first either. Sometimes people will just take 
four chapters or the first like 11 chapters, they'll take that and they'll say, this is basically a poetic summary of everything that happened before Abraham, you know? Mm. So, so they'll, they'll try to nuance it. I know what's that guy, Jordan Peterson, he's done some stuff on it and we're trying to, you know, like psychologize it or something. It's like, like, oh, if there's the hidden meaning behind the poetry of it. And, but the problem with that is you're not taking in this literary context is mm-hmm. it is a historical book. It is written entirely as a historical book in a historical format. It's not written. Hebrew poetry has, it repeats. So you have a mm-hmm. line and then you have a, another line with different words a lot of the time that means the same thing. You'll right. see that, you'll see them repeat stuff because yeah, of its yeah, importance, yeah. phrase it two different ways. Or they'll phrase the positive and the negative, or the negative and positive. Right. It's something. two different kinds of parallelisms. Exactly. There's there's parallelism in Hebrew. Right. This doesn't have that. This is just saying like how something happened. Right, it's not right. saying it happened this way. It happened this way. Like like twice. It says right. it says this happened. And then you have to the first. It's like you it's almost like you get the overview of creation in, in chapter yeah. one. And then chapter two, it zooms in on the most important part, the creation of man. So, so it's, a very, it's a very it's a very factual like right, right. detailed so it's here's the overview of it all but this is the focus man right yeah exactly and even though it's not like poet poetical um, poetically uh, parallel like parallelism right there's a <laughs> lot of when they're just writing the historical they'll use like this parallelism through the whole Bible as in like the events parallel other events like completely like. Like Bible Project does so many like things where they trace a theme through the Bible, where so many mm-hmm. events parallel each other, not poetically but historically. Just how God's like an amazing story writer, like incredible. Yeah. As in like just the life that we're living right now, you know the story, but just yeah. how much it like parallels all sorts of different things. There's parallelism throughout the Bible, but it's not necessarily like poetic parallelism that they use in their mm-hmm. Hebrew poetry, like through the Psalms and that kind of stuff. So anyway, I thought. Well, that yeah, was, there can there can story. be stuff that repeats i mean in a in a in a in this story most 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 stories artists will be you know we'll be careful enough not to be like oh we're not gonna be repeating ourselves and stuff but mm-hmm. in the bible it's because it's not telling a story as in making fiction but it's mm-hmm. it is writing already past things and writing about future things right. so because of the way it's writing about facts so those actual things it's not making it up it's all it's all the mind of God who's already all flowing from the mind of God through human hands right. and being written down. So the men themselves are not making it up. There's going to be things like that. So it's where words or something where God will put in these, he put in a lot of subtleties. The people probably didn't notice. There are other parallels, like even more blatant ones. Like you have the first Adam, second Adam. It even talks about that later on, you know, you have, uh, so, and then you have the, guy milk is it melchizedek who uh, the king of salem who who, who i don't remember yeah yes know. yes yes that's it melchizedek and then in hebrews it talks about jesus from the line of melchizedek as in he is from a line not of the levite priesthood but he is still a priest that was melchizedek he was a priest of god and a king. for his people a priest of some kind yes he was a priest and king exactly Jesus is the ultimate priest king. That was a kind of priest king mm-hmm. uh, for a specific city. I obviously had a very good relationship with God. Wish we could have more of his story, but we don't have it. So it's like, yeah. he seems like a cool dude. But 
but in Hebrews, that's that's we get another mention of him. It's like, yeah, ha, like extrapolating from that like little passage in Genesis where he talks to Abraham. It's like the writer of Hebrews is like, see the parallels with Christ, this priest king, and then the ultimate priest king. Right. It's because I mean, yeah. with the Hebrew audience he's talking to, to them the Levites were the priests, and he's showing how there can be a priesthood outside the Levites. Right. Pointing back to Melchizedek, who was with their father Abraham. Had many sons. Sorry. <laughs> that was nine before I said it. And I, that's the one where you were going. You were going to go with that. <laughs> you said father Abraham. <laughs> said many sons. Their father Abraham. Oh, had many sons. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm okay. done with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so another really interesting point I wanted to bring up. So, okay, look. All right. I This is... This is my opinion. I just want to throw this out here. So space. And I'm only bringing up space because God created space on the fourth day. Or at least, yeah, anyway. So he created the stars or and planets. Okay. Did he, cre- he created the celestial body. Right. That's what I meant. You know he what created I mean. space on day right. three. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Right. 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 But he made the stars and, and the sun and the moon mm-hmm. on day. Yeah. Okay. Fourth day. All right. I'm going to bring this up because, all right, I'm going to read a part. So he says... And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser night light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Okay, now I'm going to read down here the dominion mandate. It says, be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Here you go. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. One, number one. Number two, the birds of the heavens. Number two. And over every living thing that moves on the earth. Number three, that's what he gave us dominion over. He gave mm-hmm. us the earth, the fish, the birds, and every other living thing that moves on the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what he gave us dominion over. Now I'm going to go back up there. It said he created the sun and the moon to rule the sky. Are we supposed to be going to space? But we're not taking dominion over space. We're, we're, we have dominion over the earth. That is our... That is our, our, our are under Adam inheritance. Right. Through That's Adam, we have point. inherited the earth. Right. We'll inherit the new earth through Christ. We can parallels. Right, right, right. Space, so, as but, in, think of it as we get a room, God has put portraits on the wall, space, for us to look at. We can go. We can touch the paintings. We can go study the paintings under a microscope closer. We can try to get closer to the paintings. But we'll, I don't think space colonization will ever truly work. Because we were not given dominion over them, ultimately we will fall to space because we were not given the ability to rule over space. My point is, if we aren't given dominion, should we be trying to get dominion? And the reason I say I think we're trying to get dominion is because one, Elon Musk wants to settle on Mars, and if you settle on a thing, then you claim it, okay? And then the same thing, they want to make an outpost on the moon so that they they can get to Mars. So. What I'm saying is, should we be doing any of that? Because that doesn't fall under the dominion mandate. That's not, we don't have dominion over that. I don't see a need for it. I don't necessarily think it's inherently sinful to want to explore more of God's creation. But to me, it's, I see no necessity in it because there's so much of the, even the oceans. So right, the fish of the sea that we have not explored. We neglect so our things. actual planet that we actually mm-hmm. have dominion exactly. over. Exactly. We that, all the important stuff. That's the possibly more sinful part is neglecting the actual dominion our, our true inheritance right. of the earth that we were called to subdue and rule over for something that we were not given the rule over 
Right. And that's why one of the biggest things they have to guess what they have to protect against is the sun. They have to protect against it. That's interesting. It's it guards. And and the whole thing is we have the earth because the earth has a almost it has a shield that protects us from the sun. So the sun cannot rule over the earth because God has protected us from that. Right. It's almost like this is the sphere we were given authority over. Not the rest of the universe. That's what I'm saying. I agree. That's what I yes. mean. Yeah. Like, I don't think we should be worrying about space so much. If it's not in a, even in our dominion mandate, we're neglecting <laughs> our actual dominion mandate. Because if we had spent all the years in the money and the resources, stop trying to find aliens and stop trying to go to space. Hear me out. We took all of that resources and all that time that we had used for that. And we had used it to dis- like find ways to actually explore the ocean. We would have been <laughs> able to do that by now. Yeah. But we didn't. You know, it's like people are like, oh, but it's hard to get down there. I know. Do you think it's hard? To, it's, it's not hard to get into space. Like, it's not as far down as you think, like compared to. So it, you have it, gravity working it, with you if you're going down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Well, water resists gravity. What do you mean by that? It has less gravity in there. Yes, but you still have gravity working with you. You're not fighting it. Yeah. This, <laughs> trying to go straight well, up. Not if you not if you have air in you, then you're just going to float back to the ceiling. So I don't know Well, that's why you use pumps like submarines. You yeah. just got to make a – really the big problem when it comes to water travel is pressures. Oh, this is true. It'll crush you. So, yeah. Exactly. But, we but you also have to have make it light enough this. where you can get right. it to come back up at some we de- point. We definitely could have found a way around this if we had spent all mm-hmm. that time and money on that instead of trying to go to space, quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. I – I really don't think we should have been doing a bunch of space stuff because, you know, NASA was created by the the Nazi scientists we brought over in Operation Paperclip after World War II, which we have historical records for that. Like taking that's a, that's an actual historical thing. But we took a bunch of Nazi scientists and we were like, all right, bet. And they were the ones who helped start not NASA. And so it's like super sketchy. I don't think we should have been doing any of that. You know what I'm saying? You hear about the Nazi- I don't necessarily think it's totally a waste. Because I think we've learned some interesting things, and for me, I love astronomy. So it's me. I, I get to, I get to get a greater appreciation for right. God's creation outside there. It is masterfully done. It is. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's true. amazing. I mean, it's it's so, a... honestly, most of the proof I see for creation is in the space. Like yeah. that's that's where I've studied most of it. Uh, there's plenty on Earth, but like in space, just isn't. That's kind of I like that better. But I do agree all of this research trying to find extraterrestrial life is a waste. I like the whole idea of sending satellites out just so we can see farther and farther away to explore more, you know? But I don't, obviously, since I know neither of us believe in aliens, we both think that's a waste. But the unbelieving horror isn't going to see that. Yeah. They have their own secular worldview where it's like, I mean, they already believe in the impossible chance of life creating itself from nothing. So it's, why can't they just believe in another impossible thing, you know? We have impos- impossible times one. What's to stop you from believing impossible times two, three, four, five? You know, that's right. It's all impossible still. So. Okay. Is there anything else that you find interesting after he creates the sky and the the uh, the stars and the moon? Is there anything else that really stands out to you in Genesis one? In Genesis one. Well, I think we kind of skipped over day three when we were counting over because the whole creation of the land. And if we look back to what we talked about earlier, where the earth was covered in water, but it had something solid inside because it was covered in water, so it was the earth. So 
it's what it seems like is happening here when he forms the land is he's almost raising up. You see, he's raising that up and it's, condens it's condensing the waters down to the ocean. And so it's it's not like he's creating just dark ocean. He's mm -hmm. gathering up the waters to pocket them basically in this already formed sphere. Right. Instead of having them flow over the top, which some of that could be, you know how the flood later happens? He concealed it underneath the land. Mm -hmm. And so when he releases it, it covers the earth again. Right. And then it drains back down somewhere. We know there's water and magma, so that can be part of that. Is he at this point he's draining the ocean much, you know, bringing them back so they're no longer flooding the earth, which then allows him to create point I, which we in this in the beginning was the main source of food. It was given this food. Meat was wasn't given this food till after Noah. And this also because there's only plants given this food before the fall, we know that there was no animals animal eating on top of the fall. Yeah, and then, I mean, there's not a whole lot more there. Well, uh, what I just saw that was interesting bigger. is that God created the plants before stars in the sun. Oh, yeah. yes. So if this were millions of years, you're splitting it up into each day's and millions of years. Yeah. You got plants alive for a million years without photosynthesis. You mean dead. Don't think that works. <laughs> yeah. But they could they could last a day and night. With yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. You notice, you notice he, he didn't do it like plants on day one. Sun on day seven, because then that would might might be a problem. <laughs> yeah, but one day in a month. definitely. But yeah, that's a definitely another interesting thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And the water. Okay, okay. So yeah. when God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves, the in and it, well, like another one of those meanings for the language right there is actually like great like monsters of the deep kind of thing. So like the Leviathan yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just wanted to like throw that in there because like dinosaurs are are created and and dragons in the same seven day week, you know what I'm uh -huh. saying? Um, I mean, they're just they... they're at at this point you have flying creatures, swimming creatures. Yep. So any water dinosaurs or flying dinosaurs would have been on this day, ones that could have gone, and they were either birds of the air or fish of the sea, which is also terms that are used, but it's just for sea creatures and water. And then you have air for flying. And then, so with, with this one, it's, you notice this is the day before. So this isn't as, it's not, the realm that humans have been put in is not in day five. We are with, in day six, with animal, with uh, land animals. We're putting that one because we were given the land as our home. We shall have dominion over the seas in the air, but our main focus should be the land. But that's, in day six, because that's yeah. where we're, what we're great. That that's our natural environment. So again, it's more of that, just taking dominion over what we are given, and not not being against exploring, but not being so focused on exploring that we're destroying what we are given. Yep, or neglecting our actual dominion. Exactly. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. So, when were angels created in the creation story? Now, this is a super interesting topic. Extremely there. interesting. We've thrown some hints at it earlier. Right. So there's a few different possibilities. Okay. Day one says, let there be light and there was light. But the but then we find out that God didn't make the sun and the stars, which are the ones who give us light. Um, And so the question is, well, what was that? What's going on there? Right. And so the question could be, oh, well, that may have been the angels. We also know a kind of time frame from Job 
when it says like when all the morning stars sing together when they saw him like lay the foundation of the earth right and so it's like when was the foundation of the earth laid was that in day one or was that in day because it also could because it also could mean land so it could mean he they saw day when he like separated the water from Mm -hmm. the land at the same time it's or the foundations are the foundations that sphere the pre pre genesis one possibly see that's the thing so that's Um, that's where i grew up believing it was before so like there's a spiritual creation and then the physical creation we're not told about the spiritual creation because we don't need to know you know it's one of those things where we might learn in heaven but we don't need to know right now not something that's necessary for us to know because i mean in the bible there's very limited reaction uh, interaction with the spiritual compared to this there's plenty but it's it's much more limited compared the main focus is on man and god right god's relationship to man again the beginning it's god's story and his relationship to man yeah. so now if it's if you don't take that view there's a couple other spots it could fit it's not pre genesis one yet like you said day one it could fit there i don't think so because angels they are bright and light would shine from them but i believe that's more of a, a reflection of them being in the presence of god kind of like moses i don't think that's that they are inherently light and in so well, i don't i don't think that's what that is because he's separating the fact that there is a thing is light and the thing is dark you see before there's no concept of it. it's not that everything's dark or everything's light there's just no concept of it you see he's creating a concept in one which now we can't think of without, but that's just how it is. Yeah. And a lot so, of this is very speculative just because we don't know. They don't exactly. Really, they tell us. It does seem like they do give off light in some way because like when they like appear in the sky above the shepherds and stuff, it seems like, you know, like a bright light appeared, you know, that kind of thing. So, well, also with that, with that, that again, again, that's, they're coming out of the presence of the Lord. So they're, they're shining. How how shiny do you think we'd be if we were constantly in his throne room or something such? Even in a couple of miles, you know, like we might all be shining in heaven, like you know, it's that that, uh, that that's true. I mean, we'll so, be in so resurrected we, bodies. So. Reflect, we reflect our maker. Yeah. that's the whole thing. You you reflect, and that's kind of how that's that's how we're to be. We're to be reflecting his image. Right. Uh, that's the uniqueness of humans. Yeah. But back to the angels another point where they could have been created is with the heavens in a day two i don't think so but that is a possibility that mm-hmm. heaven was created maybe the angels were created and we just don't know that so it's not in there but that's just when he did it and then maybe i guess the i i know you 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 have considered day four so why don't you flesh out what you think about day four okay so Right. So what the possibility there is, is that there seems to be a connection between stars and angels, which we might be able to get into. I don't know. Just from the Bible's language, the way it talks about angels, because it will do the Hebrew parallelism, which we talked about earlier. And it will be like it said something. It was talking about the angels like saw the foundation that's being laid. And then it says and the stars sitting together or whatever in the morning stars sitting together Mm -hmm. being Hebrew parallelism with angels. All right. And so there's just something there's something really interesting there where it seems like there's a connection between stars and angels. The medievals thought so too, and like a lot of other cultures thought so too. That's why they started like naming their the stars after their gods, which is really really interesting. But uh, we don't really know 
that much because all a lot of the information we've got about space and the stars and that kind of stuff has been from a secular worldview. So we don't really know that much. Like how would that actually work or what that actually, what actually that is. I like how C.S. Lewis said it in Narnia. He said, I thought that stars, he's like stars in our world are just big flaming balls of gas. And then the, the other dude's like, no, that's what they're made of, but that's not what they are. I think that's really cool. Um, I think, I think, I think he said, I think he said, yeah, yeah. Something like, it was something like that. I kind of want to look up the quote now, (laughs) but it's Lewis's. Lewis is fire. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, I think that's a really interesting idea just because there seems to be a lot of parallels there between stars and that. Also with the star, the sun and the moon being placed over the heavens to rule, which is also really interesting. Also, the stars com- like continuously make noise, which I know they gave, a- gave us their scientific reason for that, but they give us their scientific reason for everything. So it doesn't really, I'm just saying. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I got the well, quote. Oh, about... Okay, go ahead. Here it is. So this is in the Voyages of Don Treader. This is yep. Eustace talking to Ramondi. To, right? It's one it's of the a, one of the stars. It's one of the stars in Narnia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says, "In our world," said Eustace, "star is a huge ball of flaming gas. Even in your world, my son, that is not what a star is, but only what it is made of." Mm, that's really good. I'm just saying. That's so interesting. Good. Interesting theory. Like, I don't know to flesh it out. Like how 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 that is but it's, it's interesting thought i mean again because maybe some parallels between you know stars make so we don't know because i know with his in c.s lewis's works it was it was some sort of angelic being for the stars they were very similar to that anyway so it's just it's really interesting stuff i will say um, yes anyway so i don't yeah just want to throw that out there because that could be a possibility today even if i i wouldn't th- think it would be but it's just a possibility you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so because yeah. day four when did when do you separate the land that's day three is that no would that be before so i maybe they couldn't i don't know well day three is when the land the land is separated and the plants are created on the land. right and so they had to have they saw the foundation of the earth being laid and whether that's the land or that's you know like the planet we don't know. That's and, that's why I lean to I still lean to a pre Genesis view of that is because is because of passages like that where it's they're there when it's late. So it's like heaven's already been created. There's been a separate spiritual creation. It can't have been and that much before. I mean, it could have. And it doesn't have to be. It could be a little bit. It could be yeah. in a million years. Like it doesn't matter. Again, not in the Bible. We don't necessarily need to know. It's one of those things where we can make our best guesses, but. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. We get it wrong. I would probably go with the light theory at the moment. That's where I kind of am. But I could possibly see that. But I, I'm still at the, I'm at, still at the light mm-hmm. theory. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so it's just there's some different possibilities where the angels could have been created. Yeah. So that's just we wanted to tackle that a little bit just because Genesis, the creation story, and obviously angels mm-hmm. in the spiritual realm is obviously real. Yeah. Like if you dispute that, you need to go read your Bible. Um. Right. <laughs> so, or read your Bible in a different way. Uh, yeah. So here's another question that people like to talk about: Does extraterrestrial life come into play in the creation story? And but what I mean by that is, we, like, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, well, maybe aliens could exist from a Christian perspective." And it's like, well, I don't think they could. The reason being, where were they created, and how would have that like have fit in the creation story? The only like intelligent life, quote unquote, like the only 
I don't know how to say that right. The only like, the only creature, the only creature, the because phys- like angels can be physical, so it's like the only, oh, the only sentient creation. Well, angels are sentient. You can't call them not sentient. So, I'm saying the only other sentient creation is angel. Right, but I mean, like, out of all of the creatures, out of all of the creatures. Adam and Eve are the only ones who are created sentient. Yeah. Um, not talking about the spiritual realm, just in, in like just physical. Our, yeah. Physical, right, physical realm. Right. I mean, and so they're the only ones who are mentioned like that. There's nothing mentioned about other planets. Just like we were talking about. There's like the, the, the all, all the dominion stuff that we are talking about. Yeah. There's nothing on other planets. Right. So there's nowhere it could have happened. And if they were created, we already talked about this a little bit in the UFO report. Yes. You go check that out. But yeah. uh, if they were created, they wouldn't, are they in God's image and et cetera, but they can't be. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's the the whole point of a sentient being is, some, is a being that can understand its own existence. And to have that, it must both have a body and a soul like humans for a physical creature. It must have a soul to be able to understand, to have a higher will. We've talked about this before, but it's, it's, it's as if a creature has a very low will. They're mostly in it's mostly do what's best for me in the moment. It's best for me. You know, something's attacking me, run away. I want to attack something, chase it. I want to eat right. that. I'm going to just do it. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't really, it's really only on what's best for it. It's, it's instinct. They act on in, instinct. That's why you can't hold a conversation about the stuff like this with a dog. It's even if you could communicate with it, their mind wouldn't be able to grasp it. The difference between humans is we also have souls. We're not simply just physical. We're mm-hmm. not just flesh. We are flesh and spirit. So that gives us a higher uh, a mind, and that is what's created in the image of God, is the fact that we can reason. We have reason, unlike any other creature. We, we mm-hmm. have reason. We can, we can think. We can communicate with God. We can show, a, we can show real emotions. And, and so it, it would have to be another like a, a sentient alien life would have to be another body spirit creation in the scriptures. It never mentions another. And then if you want to go purely on the scientific side, there's no other planet yet discovered. And I don't think will ever be discovered that could actually support life. The uniqueness of earth and how he got has set up the ecosystem. And even if you spread out farther and go how he set up our atmosphere, how he set up, the magnetic shield and to protect us from the sun, how he set up the universe and the solar winds and such mm-hmm. to protect the universe. Like, I mean, the galaxy we're in, how he's just set everything up is so perfect down, down to the ocean's salt level to yeah, the, the makeup of our atmosphere, the distance from the sun. It's just, it's also intricately done that the like, the likelihood that, if you're an evolutionist, it would happen several times is impossible. And then if you're a believer, I guess you could believe that God did that twice or multiple times, but you have to find a scriptural base for it in that case, because it's not a scientific base. Like if you're, if you're purely, if you're a young earth creationist, like we're looking at the Bible and want to put aliens in there somehow, I don't see a spot to do it because then you'd have, since all creation fell, you'd have them falling because of Adam. Right. Unless like we've talked about before, they would have to have a different federal head. They would have to have to fall at the same time as Adam for everybody to fall at that time. 
or they fail because of Adam, which means it's another group of humans because Adam was a federal head of humans. You see, so it just it it doesn't really work out. And that means Christ would have had to either die in multiple places, or he would have had to again they would have a bunch of humans. He dies here, and then they have to somehow learn about Christ. You know, it, it's it just doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. How, and not, then if it's another no. group of humans, that means there's different humans that Adam and Eve created on day six. Or, you know, it's there's it doesn't say that. The, the only life it says is created is here on Earth. So it, it just, it, it's stretching it to try to fit aliens into the Bible. It's unnecessary. It's just people wanting to make it, I guess, more exciting or more sci-fi than it is. It's There's plenty of exciting stuff in there. You don't have to add more. So it's it's one of those things where it's people trying to add stuff that's not there. Yeah. So anyway, what are the common objections to creation and the six day creation week and young earth, etc.? Like that evolutionists bring up, atheists bring up, you know, when they talk to you, you know, that kind of thing. What what is what are some of those? Because I know you've you thought about this stuff. So what what is right. what what are your thoughts? Well, you you gotta know objections to have a clear one too, you gotta know the other side. So there are a lot of objections we'll throw around. I'm gonna probably I'm gonna try to deal with a few popular ones. So for the and most of these are I'm gonna they're gonna be kind of scientific. So it's whether they're an older creationist or a secular evolutionist. It'll humanist, it'll 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 they should deal with mm-hmm. so there's one called the distant starlight problem. And that's where they say light from stars millions of years away needs millions of years to get here and we can see those stars so they they expand their theory of the universe by however far they can see star they know the earth the the universe is at least that old plus Mm. they are going to add a little farther you know so that those times can form so they they they, they're constantly changing their view but they tell us hey you say it's only maybe six to ten thousand that range you know years old you don't have time to see all these stars. There's tons of stars you shouldn't be able to see. And that does stop some people where some people will start to question the beginning of Genesis. Right. There's a very simple answer. You just got to have, you got to believe it. You know, it's one of those things where you, they're going to, evolutionists might try to rebut it. Don't have to listen to it. this. It's very clear. It's day one, God created light. Mm-hmm. That answers your whole question. He created the light. Day four, he puts the stars behind. The light has already been created from whatever stars he wanted us to see. If there's stuff outside that, just for his pleasure, great. The range we can see is light he'd already put in place to shine to us so that we might see his handiwork that far away. Yeah. So it's, it's day one. That's why I take, I don't think the light is angels in the beginning, is because I think it's the light he put coming from the stars. Yeah. Which so, I could definitely see that. So, that, so yeah. that's where I, I see that. And that's how I handle that is it's, he created it already coming. I mean, day one, that's what you have. Is he separated dark from light? He's now made light coming from stars, and where there's light not coming, when there's not light coming from stars, there's dark. That's light, dark. Okay, so when he day four puts them there, there's then a source that after the creation week, it's just it's admitting light. So we don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. We have, there's a couple of theories about how stars emit light, but specifically we don't exactly know. There's like elect, there like if it's electrical or if it's. Um, atomic fission process like there's there's a couple uh theory popular theories but uh, the fact is is there was light coming to the earth before there were stars and the sun to shine 
So that's, that seems like a pretty simple answer right there that people tend to overlook. And it's just when you yeah. read your Bible and think about it, it tells you what the answers are a lot of the time. You don't have to make up random answers and theories. Yeah. It's just believe the Bible. Yeah. And then uh, I think another, probably another one is, I guess, the Bible. People will say the Bible, it's all, it's it's just a, it's just a story a bunch of men made up, you know? Some, some Jews compiled a bunch of old books, you know, fantasy books and stuff, and they just picked some out and picked some, you know, just for fun. What I have to say to that is that the accuracy of the scriptures, when you read some of the earliest books, which are dated the times before this, the official establishment of the Jewish nation, so like Moses, like these are dated back to Moses' time, with prophecies about Roman times. I think that it's self-authenticating. It's not that they took a bunch of books over just tons of time and compiled them, or they wrote some of these old books, these supposedly old books. They they wrote them after facts. It's proven that this stuff happened before. So like a lot of, like Isaiah. Isaiah was one of those books where they were like, they thought the first half of it was written by one person, by one person, and the second half, another person. Like secular, secularists, they were like, chapters 40 to 66 were all written after like Jesus and everything, you know, because they have a lot of prophecies about Jesus. But then when the Qumran caves were found with all the scrolls, there was that they found a scroll with the end of chapter 39 and the beginning of chapter 40 on the same page in the same script, which proves it was one scroll, one book written by Isaiah hundreds of years before Christ. The last Old Testament book is 400 years before Christ. Yeah. That's crazy. Just can we imagine 400 years in the future? People can even guess who's going to win an election most of the time. You know, like just like a couple of months from, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. 400 years ago? That's nuts. It was 60 like years. Yeah, they probably thought we were going to be on hoverboards and colonizing Moors. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's like <laughs> we can make our guesses, but we don't know the future. God's still me. God's the only one outside of time, so he's he's already created it. So it's just that kind of thing. It proves that it's God's word because only he would know such things. No man could make these things up, could just write a bunch of stuff on their paper and then happen to get everything right. You know, it was like 300 prophecies about Christ that filled them all. So like 300 prophecies were made by some random guys and some guy happened to fulfill them all. And the guy also happened to be the son of God. Like you're 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 believing in a lot of coincidences to try to discount scripture. It's they're, they're self-authenticating. They're uh they're proven by archaeology, like King David. For years they hadn't found anything that mentioned King David. They thought he was fictitious. There's many secular archaeologists. They were like he's fictitious. And guess what? They ended up finding mm-hmm. a stone in the name House of the King uh, House of King David in Bethlehem. And they since then they have found many more mentions of him mm-hmm. another king that was written before they found any of that. they believe get your books like that like iliad and homer which have only like a couple dozen or maybe a couple hundred copies around partial copies like that date back very far yet they try to discount the most widely spread book and the most anciently sourced book it is nearly identical to the qumran parchments with minor differences in like punctuation and stuff. Like it is it's so true to the original text because God protects his word 
he says, not an iota will pass from my word. It is his word. He protects his word. I guess unlike the Mormon God who let his word get corrupted, quote unquote. Oh, I, I guess Mormons, no. Mormons, they'd be just, like, they'd be like, like we don't, this Bible, we, we learned all of, we need to know, we need something else. That's out of pocket. <laughs> I just totally came out and dissed them. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Other, I don't think of any other objections. Have you any other objections? What about like, you want to throw carbon at me? dating? <laughs> it's flawed. I know. So, it's so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's how they do it is it's that they, they do it. Carbon dating specifically, there's a lot of different dating, but they do it basically off the half-life of something deteriorating, which mm-hmm. the half-life is how long it takes half that thing to deteriorate. So one half-life is, say you've got 20 grams of carbon-14, the, half, the half-life is goes down to 10 grams, and then another half-life, 5, another half-life, 2.5. You see? So, mm-hmm. so, so that's, how, that's how they study is, and it's the same period to break it down. So it takes one year to break down the first 10, another year to break down the first five, or something similar to that degree. Now, every every mineral breaks down at different rates and such. So they, theoretically, that would be a great way to date if stuff were sealed in a vacuum. But the problem is stuff is not sealed in a vacuum. So when you take um, a, a rock and you see and you, and you see the deterioration of the carbon-14 into carbon-12 in the rock, it the half-life, of carbon 14 pretty long so so when they see carbon 14 in stuff or plants or whatever and they see that there's even a little bit they're like oh this has to be millions of years old because it's a very long half life it it, it it takes time to deteriorate which is what they say but the fact is any traceable amount would deteriorate within a million years with with specifically so they stopped using that specific type um, of carbon dating but the problem with any kind of type of carbon or uh, chemical dating Mm-hmm. Is that first they have to assume how much was in it to start. That's the first assumption. We assume this is how much it would start with. Okay. And then they have to guess if there were no uh, weather events that would have changed it, like added or washed it faster, you know. And they, yeah, they, they have to assume that the rate has stayed the same of deterioration, which in a vacuum, technically that's true. You would, if, if you've sealed something in a vacuum, the half life would stay the same. Right. You'd be able to, like if you took a rock, you tested what was in it, stuck it in a vacuum, and watched its half life. You'd be able to fill out all the scientific charts you want, work all the equations. But the problem is we don't have the beginning of the equation or the middle of the equation. We just have the end, and we're trying to guess everything else. You see, so it's, it's people they see what's what's come, but they don't have anything else in the equation, and and it's assuming to fill that in, and then they call it fact. They say, here's our assumptions based on we believe there is this old. So we believe it's broken down this much over this much time without any other effect. Like weather events, what other events? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. yeah. And so it's it's it, it's extremely flawed thinking, and people just assume because oh, they dated it to that old. It's it it doesn't work. It, it in theoretically, it's a it's an interesting idea to try to work out. But in reality, it's not a reliable way to measure anything. It's it's really annoying. Yeah, definitely. But that's what that's a major objection I hear. And then another one's like, "Oh, what about dinosaurs?" It's like, well, that's not that hard. Dinosaurs got created during the yeah. six day creation. Week, yeah, and then day, we just day five, most someone... of them like, yeah, what? Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
I was just saying an interesting one is like with the dinosaurs, is people say they can't fit on the ark. Oh my. Oh like, my. He took two of every clean animal, two pairs of every clean animal. I mean, he took two of every clean animal and seven pairs of every unclean. That's also even Christians notice that's in there. But so me, that means Max, he's taking what, like seven pairs? That's, four, that's 14 dinosaurs. Small dinosaurs, you can easily fit 14 small dinosaurs on that thing. Have you seen that thing? It's massive. Like the replica yeah. that can handle? Easily fit 14 little dinosaurs on there. You get adolescents. Yeah, little dinosaurs. Baby dinosaurs weren't always as big as you think. They were few. They were big. And all those huge sea monsters would have just stayed the sea. Yeah. Uh, hey, oh, another one is how did plants survive the flood? Because so, salt water. Okay, so here, here here's how it different different plants. Some plants would be actually ingested by the animals before they went on the ark. So there'd be they'd be digesting plants, which will help spread seeds from the dung. Will have keep seeds in them from plants they eat. Also, a lot of most a lot of plants have pods that, around the seeds to help protect them, and those pods will eventually break down, but they take time. So it's you have the flood, all of these seeds are squirreled, some are smashed under the soil or that kind of thing, and are buried over time. And then when the water drains back into whatever original cavities they were in, or whatever, then those seeds are set, they settle on the earth. So they've been protected in their pods these whole time, like mm-hmm. stuff like pine cones or walnuts. Like there's a lot of trees we see, you have to, we have to like smash them open. They're pretty stinking hard or something. Mm-hmm. And then that then those 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 seeds once they get deep in the soil those those pods will start to break down they start breaking down in the soil like on the soil and, and then they will release the seed down into the ground they stay over the top until the seeds germinated the, and then the seed it gets starts growing and and so it, it's pretty simple it's just they they were in pots I'm, I'm sure there were a lot of plants that didn't survive like types of plants that didn't survive but there are plenty that could have there's there's so many with hard nut gels and such and then only you only got to get a few different variations to survive because of the genetic makeup of a lot of plants. There allows a lot of variation, just like animals. They can change in their kind on their genetic tree to become to look different, like different ty- types of da- cats and dogs. And I mean, you got different types of grasses, different types of trees. I mean, you only have to get so many to actually make it there. There was still yeah. enough genetic information in in their genus at that time it was it wasn't really as far as we think after creation only about 1500 years or so so there was there was some genetic variation but there was there wasn't as much as there could have been which now we see what another 4500 years after that or so there's a lot of variation <laughs> yep 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 yeah that's, that's a lot of the common objections that we get to the creation story as christians but what are the evidences for creation like explicitly Besides um, the grand design, <laughs> yeah, and well, the yeah. genius design of literally everything, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you look and the, at the ingenuity of the human body. What you, yeah, and... what do you mean besides that? That's like super important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, That's like, but like, other than the, the obvious proof, we're gonna come up with something else. <laughs> other than the way that it's been masterfully designed, like mm. an artist painting, like okay, yeah. Is there any yeah. Well, well, th- well. Think about this. Think about this. This is this is kind of when people will will say, why does there need to be a Create or something. Hey, so mm-hmm. you see those shoes you're wearing? How'd those come to be? Or did they just show up or did somebody make? It's like, oh, that's my man. So mm-hmm. something way more complicated than your shoes 
just popped into being when your shoes can even pop to being on their own and they're much simpler than the creation. You know, it's but what if they where, had millions of years to bounce around? So if I took a Lego set, <laughs> I took all the pieces from a Lego set and I poured them in a bucket and I just shook it up for a million years, would the set ever form? No. Precisely. You can what? have all the components, but if they're not put together correctly, they fall apart. And a Lego is actually a lot stronger than most parts of the sale. And where did the Lego pieces come from? Exactly. Where's that? Anyway, we're you, you either about the... you either believe in infinite matter, an infinite matter, infinite energy, like just that that condensed matter and energy. You, you either believe in that, or you believe in God. Yeah. But the problem with believing in infinite matter and energy is you that then becomes your God because there has to be an unmoved mover. If that which so that means even if you did believe in original spec, there would have to be something to move that spec, or that spec would never move. There has to be something that cannot move that is moving, and that is God. He is the hand behind all things. He is outside space and time. He does not move. He is the mover of all things. He is the source of all. So it, it's when all things flow from him. It's If there's not a sustainer, nothing will be sustained. Second law of third, thermodynamics. It's like energy has to be put in or stuff will deteriorate. It's 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 just, I mean, it's, it's basic common sense. There has to be a starting point of yeah. all things. Yeah. So, yeah. So throughout this episode, we discussed through Genesis 1, the creation account, and how the creation, like the entire Bible, is about God. You know, God's uh-huh. the main character. It starts with, in the beginning, God, which is a profound yeah. phrase. Oh, yeah. Banger just, of four words. That's <laughs> what a start. Just what a start to a book. Uh, yeah. And we talked about how creation isn't in this, is not an essential doctrine, but it's an extremely important doctrine. Extremely important. Like, Next level down, but like still really important, you know, we talked about a lot of the interesting points in the creation story about the stars, angels, et cetera, et cetera. We also, like I just said, talked about when the angels were created, talked about how extraterrestrial life can't be in the creation story and is incompatible with the Christian faith. We talked about some of the common objections that evolutionists and atheists bring up against the creation story in the Bible. We brought up some of the evidences for creation. I mean, we kind of skimmed over, but they're pretty. Should we go over them again? Because, like, I mean, they're pretty obvious. You just look at nature. I mean, yeah, you, there's, a, there's a lot. Like like a passage. Yeah, this is Romans 1, 18 through 21. Yeah, yeah. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteous men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. In these things that have been made, so that they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, because they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. That thank you guys for watching. Is <laughs> our age. That is that that is what we live in. We live in a world of foolish hearts. That have been darkened and ignore God, which who, who clearly shows Himself not only in the Scriptures but also in nature, in, in space, plants, animals. That just the, the complexity of dirt, like everything, the human body, the 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 genome, the cell. Like it's it's so complicated and beautiful, and intricate. 
It's mm-hmm. how could you not walk outside and be like, ah, this is, there's, how can you walk outside and be like, this is just showed up. There's just mm-hmm. explosions created things. Explosions destroy things. They don't create. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's, it, it's, our, our world has gone truly mad when they ignore such a clear thing. Yeah. But yeah, so we discussed a bit, a little bit about, a little bit about the evidences for creation and yeah. So that was our episode on creation. Thank you guys for watching. We did just launch our Twitter. I mentioned that in the beginning, but just reminding you the description will be in the, the, no, the link will be in the description down below. Make sure to subscribe just cause this is a lot of hard work and all support is, we're grateful for all support. So thank you guys. We also have a discord. If you guys want to join that, we'll put that in the description as well. So thank you for joining us to help us with creation, Ben. And yeah, thank you for joining me. Yeah. All right. Well, see you guys later next week. Should be a surprise episode. You'll see what Isaac and I get into. All right. We'll see you guys. Bye. It's also really interesting. This is all the stars will come down. Yeah. I mean, if they're and angels, be a- angelic <laughs> beings, hear me out. We'll, hmm. yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Dissolved and there's angels if, if they're dissolved if they're like they're dissolved and then angels come down it's like like and then you realize that NASA's a bunch of liars <laughs> I yes mean, I mean I said that in there I was like a bunch uh, of Nazis yeah well yeah I was I was saying it's like there's theories about what stars are but we don't exactly know because we can't go like test them. <laughs> <laughs>